Hello, we are the Hish Effect, and you are listening to Progcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Progcast. This is another on-location episode, and I'm back at the backstage venue here in Munich. And we have some returning guests on the broadcast, as you just heard, the guys from The Hirsch Effect. Yay! <laughs> uh, last time we spoke, it was at the Euroblast Festival last year, and that was approximately one year and two weeks ago. And back then, for The Hirsch Effect, it was kind of a, yeah, an in-between time. You didn't have the, the new album announced yet. And in the meantime, the new album Collapse is out since May. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of interesting things to talk about about the album because uh, it's quite deep if you uh, have a look at the lyrics and the whole concept. So um, could you tell us a little bit about the, the, what Collapse is all about? Uh, it's a concept album about the Fridays for Future movement and Greta Thunberg in p particular. There was a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, part of the album is clearly inspired by the Fridays for Future movement and the question of um, the climate crisis um, as well, particularly um, yeah, influenced by Greta Thunberg that means we also used um, sentences that she um, spoke openly in like I th think we got them from YouTube videos wasn't it that and we incorporated some samples even into the song so that's the um, greater effect in the Hirsch effect there <laughs> and then there's another part on the album which deals um, with the collapse of um, old societies or deals with the question how these societies came to collapse and what led to the yeah to what their, led to it to so, their demise <laughs> <laughs> exactly so um basically you have these um different um themes on the album and but it's pretty much quite centered around the Fridays for Future movement yeah great and uh, how was the reception i mean the right now we're, we're seeing a lot of bands especially in the United States kind of um, yeah, coming out with uh, political singles and, and like making a statement and some, some of the old fans are like freaking out because they never really got what they've been singing about all along, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so, so how has the reception for Collapse been for you? I mean, for us, it's been great. I mean, nobody's um, criticized negatively about the album's overall theme or uh, as th thematizing the um, climate crisis or like um, taking the point of view from the Fridays for, f for Future movement, like we haven't heard any negative feedback. I guess uh, there was a little bit hate on, uh, oh, now they're going pop because, you know, they're musically writing shorter songs or whatever. And maybe some people were missing the 10 minute pieces or the 14 uh, minute long pieces on this record but that's sort of more a musical aspect and not about the you know album's overall theme actually we got really um much positive feedback so the people seem to like the idea that you know that um neils wrote lyrics um 
to a very actual and current theme that is sort of you know like concerning everybody. Yeah, that's great. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, but I also think, of course, that uh, your music uh, has overall a, a younger audience. It's uh, energetic and youthful, I'd say. So, um, yeah. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Interesting, because uh, we've discovered that actually, like, all um, age groups are present at the concert. So we sometimes also have really like um, older people in the crowd who are like way beyond the 50. So that's why we always get the impression it's a very mixed audience. You know, but interesting that you say it actually has something youthful about it because I don't know if we see it that way. <laughs> but yeah, but, but that's even better. I mean, if you if you if you can appeal to to um, yeah different demographics, and uh, yeah, sure. But I, 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 I'm guessing that uh, somebody who is coming maybe from the from the golden era of Prague, who witnessed the golden era of Prague in the 70s firsthand. Um, might, yeah, come from a different angle to your music than uh, young people. Um, yeah, that was a Collapse, and then after the release of Collapse, at one point you put out an amazing video with in a studio with strings and all, and then there was a crowdfunding for an EP, yeah, and exactly. it looked really, really cool, so... Uh, could you fill us in what that is all about? Well, when Collapse came out, uh, we were already in the midst of the crisis. Yeah, that's of right. The Corona crisis. May. Yes. Yeah. yeah, right now concerning everybody, unfortunately. So um, since we couldn't do the tour and sort of it could be foreseen that even our postponed tour in November could not take place, we started to think of... Um, an alternative plan I have to wind back we got this studio session as an offer which was not connected to what has now become the crowdfunding MP Gregor mm -hmm. but officially it was just a, a session request that we got and we sort of thought you know it would be kind of cool to have this piece rearranged with uh, like a small orchestra strings and flutes and uh, synthesizers and everything and um We got the offer that this arranger, Anthony Williams, would do it for free and we wouldn't have to pay any extra for the whole thing because it was a sort of like a group of people or a band who would then organize uh, various musicians who would just um, sort of um, give these offers to bands that they're you know, going to perform a track with them live in the studio. So we just said yes to the whole thing and it turned out to be really, really amazing. Like um, first we didn't know at all what to expect and we just let them sort of do their thing. And then in the end, the outcome was incredible. And as, you know, as then we um, sort of realized we could not tour Collapse, um, we started this idea that, you know, actually the session was so great. Why don't we make a whole EP out of this thing and try it via crowdfunding? Because we also, you know, needed something to do in, the, um, in between time in the summer and in the fall when we knew we were not going to tour the album. So it just seemed like a logical next step to do it. And, you know, finally we had f actually found somebody who had um, done his job incredibly in arranging these pieces in a whole different way. So, um, yeah, that's how it came to be. 
So now the, the crowdfunding was very successful, I think. It was seen. very successful, yeah. It seemed like a lot of people liked the idea, which, uh, of course, is great for us. I mean, we're very, very happy about it. And uh, so now what are the next step? Is there a release date already for the EP? Mm, it's sort of still... Um, like, we have by now recorded all the orchestral instruments and the recording process is almost finished, but we don't yet kind of have a release date. It might even be next year, like beginning January maybe, but sort of it's, um, we still have to find it out. It also has to do with our label and, you know, when, when the product is finished and when they can start producing the EPs on vinyl and so on. So it's, um, yeah, could be December, could be January. We hope so. Okay, cool. Stay, stay, stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned on the Hirsch Effect socials now in the end you were able to play some shows of the tour at least and today in munich is the very last show of that tour how has that been so far the, the live shows that were able to go forward i mean it's great uh, we could play some live shows because um, i think a lot of bands could not play any shows at all mm. this year um, the first shows were uh, like op uh, large open air stages um, with very, yeah, it, it was sort of a festival feeling, but uh, yeah, we, at that time we hadn't played for like more than, than a half of a year. So um, it was great for us and the audience took it very, very well. So. Uh, yeah, but now uh, that we play these uh, smaller things or um, these indoor uh, stages, it's sort of getting weird, I guess. So uh, it's it's still cool to play them, but I but I wouldn't do it for much longer. It's it's more like uh, when you're going to a theater or mm. something like that. So it's very. D uh, not only physically distanced, but also, yeah, there's no, no interaction between the audience and us, or not that it's much. A diff different vibe. Yeah, in the air. there are no <laughs> dynamics that uh, yeah. come up. Yeah, besides from that, um, it's changing again. That's something that's very typical, of, uh, typical for this year. Everything's changing all the time. Like um, the Corona shows were the reason why we had to po postpone the deadline for the Gregor recording. Um, and at this point, I'm not sure if I'm feeling comfortable with playing more shows, like the um, infections are rising. And I don't know if this is the right um, signal to send out to the audiences that they yeah come out to our shows, even if they're, there is a distant distance concept and stuff like that but I'm yeah I'm actually I'm not sure um, what I'm going to do in the, la in the, the next weeks how I am um, acting in, in kind of social um, environments environments yeah. yeah 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 that's right um, yeah but super cool that that this kind of summer um, early fall uh, was possible with with some concerts at least i mean for us in the end effect it, it was amazing because we got to play in hamburg in munich 
in in Hanover, you know, our hometown, yeah. and um, a few different other cities. So we actually had something like a half of a small release tour. And considering that almost nobody's playing any shows at the time, it's it's very much, and it's amazing that even that worked out for us. Um, you know, also in light of that, we had the release this year. So I. Mean, I know of a few other musicians and colleagues who also released an album this year and they haven't played like one show yeah yeah so it's of course neat. it's incredible but pretty hard we were lucky let's put it this way to have a good booking agency that worked for us and made these shows possible or connections and we had we were lucky that today is the last show and sort of like now when the temperatures are falling down and the infections are rising that our small tour is now coming to an end and not that it's you know like it would be different if we would now start playing shows. That would yeah. be, I don't know, yeah. very difficult with a very heavy and yeah. difficult mindset. And things would certainly be very different or the perception of the whole thing. So we got lucky, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the, the, the theme of Collapse, not only the, the title, also the, the video for the title track, I think it was, was pretty, pretty um, yeah, apocalyptic, of course. Um, despite all that, um, you guys are, um, you just announced that you'll be playing, fingers crossed, you'll be playing Arctangent next year, is that right? <laughs> We hope so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, 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 despite all that uh, uh, gloomy, apocalyptic uh, um, uh, stuff that you've been uh, dealing with thematically on the album, um, you're looking into the future with hope. Isn't everybody at this moment in time? Yeah, I, I, hope I so. definitely hope so. Um, before I I anti-hope is not an option here. No, <laughs> that, that, that's a, uh, a yeah, good... That's, actually, that's um, a topic of the album. Hope is not helping here. We need action. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Before I let you go and uh, prepare for the show later tonight here at the backstage venue in Munich... I would like to ask you, what's in your Walkman? What have you guys been listening to lately? Uh, anything in particular that you want to recommend to your fans? I recently discovered um, the Pussifer albums, which are the Maynard James Keenan solo albums. They are all absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, I don't know how, like, I didn't... Um, get to listen to that through all these years, but like, especially the second and the third solo records is really amazing and there's a new one coming out now and i recently um discovered the latest periphery record because it's like a i think it's the fucking heaviest record i've listened to in the last 10 years it's like so brutal <laughs> but it's in very many ways super super good yeah so those two maybe cool. on my side uh since we supported them last year i kind of stuck with the last uh, covid in cambria album cool yeah I'm not pretty sure, but but I um, enjoyed. There was one track from uh, I, I think it's was some sort of physical distancing, like um, online festival, <coughs> slay at home festival. Yeah. Um, and there was one track with a uh, four guys from four different bands. I don't know, um, uh, but but it's called Pallet Veal by uh, Luke Lemay, Dave Davidson, Liam Wilson, Elliot Hoffman, and it's. Fucking heavy. 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I, I think I saw the one. And it's so cool to watch uh, them all in a split screen, and Elliot Hoffman just sits there with his uh, flip flops on on his <laughs> on his e drum set and <laughs> fucking rips. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I have uh, two entries into our what's in uh, in your Walkman list today. And that, uh, the last days, or actually yesterday and today, I've been listening to almost nonstop to the new Woodkid album. And another uh, crazy album that came out yesterday was from a like super underground band or project from the United States called Auto Catalytica that kind of matches the the craziness of the Hirsch effect. Oh, and uh, their album's called Pl Power Clashing Maximalism. That was. <laughs> That was also released yesterday. So I'm going to put that in the playlist as well. Thank you guys for uh, being on the podcast again. All the best with the uh, last uh, recordings for Grigor. And yeah, uh, yeah, keep us posted. Of course. <laughs> always just check our social media, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. As always. Take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and listen to crazy music. Yeah, take care. Bye. The Progcast is a production of Stuus Media and is presented by the Prague Space. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant, and Van Kirsch does our graphics. New episodes of the podcast drop every Monday and Thursday. And don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite new releases from that week. For more interviews and reviews in the written form, check out theprogspace.com. <laughs>